am Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend time catching up, we share something we've loved recently, and then we discuss a topic we think is really relevant to things that are going on right now. They're all centered around the topic of self-improvement and kind of just all of us being a work in progress um, and how we can grow to be better people. So we hope you find them useful um, and that we open up a conversation that maybe you've been thinking about a lot, but not necessarily having with the people around you. And as ever, we want to hear your thoughts too. So please get in touch with the details that are already in the show notes. How are you, my love? I'm good. I feel like I've, I'm having two like big extremes this week because on the one hand, I'm Christmas shopping and oh. I've got my spiced tea and getting all cozy and I even baked cookies this week Um, but then went out with friends on Friday night and did tequila and realized I'm too old for that however (laughs) it was a real contrast from the baking cookies I think sometimes it's really important to go out with friends and drink tequila just to remember that tequila is a mistress that cannot be tamed and pity the (laughs) fool who thinks that it can be normally the fall is me <laughs> I mean if I had to choose I would pick tequila over pretty much anything else but uh oh yeah I love it I just so I, good. I seem to think that a I'm still 21 and yeah. b that because I love tequila tequila will be kind to me and I just need to start understanding it's not a reciprocal relationship and if I disrespect her she will disrespect me Oh, yeah, the the day after was an absolute write-off. And I think that's what I hate most about drinking now as an adult. Mm. I feel like I've ruined two days by Yeah, drinking. I know when you're, when you're a teenager or you're at school and they're like, when you drink alcohol, you are effectively poisoning your body. Up until maybe my mid to late 20s, I was always like, so dramatic. And then suddenly I reached an age where I would wake up being like, hell yeah, I've poisoned my body. I like question why I like why I've done it again why would I ever do this maybe I should just yeah. stop stop drinking but yeah, maybe I should just it. stop drinking tequila I think that's the key bit there I think maybe I should stop drinking in excess which in fairness I have stopped a lot of um and I do feel better for it but I can't say no to a nice red wine when it's red wine season yeah, now now it's all about balance Pit balance exactly a bougie red wine and I don't care what anyone says. The more expensive the wine, the less hungover you get. Alex said to me, this is rubbish. And the reason I don't get as hungover on expensive wine is because I can't afford to drink as much of it, which is fair. It is, it is true. But I also don't think it makes you as ill. No, but didn't I tell, I swear it was you I told the other, this the other week that I had that organic red wine and I drank pretty much, I think the whole bottle bar one small glass that Taylor had. I drank the rest to myself and I didn't have a headache the next day. And I swear it's because it was organic. Basically, if it's organic, it's healthy anyway. So think it's of all grape those... juice. Exactly. It's just really zany, zany. That's a weird word to use here, but we'll go with it. Zany grape juice. <laughs> What's note. the word I'm thinking of? Not zany. I'm now just thinking of the guy from One Direction, his head just bobbing around on a bottle of wine. Uh, no, I did see a bottle of red wine with Snoop Dogg on it the other day, though, which was interesting. Oh, that 19 that's Crimes one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is 19 Crimes a bit like a Blossom Hill situation? Because I always thought 19 Crimes was quite nice. And then I saw a TikTok and someone was slagging off 19 Crimes. I like 19 Crimes. I don't know. 
I don't really know what the issue. I'm I'm not as down with with the wine stuff as as I mean. most people, to be fair. So uh, I wouldn't know. I'm the wrong person to ask that question. <laughs> I always think that you know a lot about red wine because, and I think, and it's not that you aren't sophisticated, but I always think you're very sophisticated and know a lot about red wine because. I remember you being, I say younger, like it sounds like we were 12, obviously not like in our early 20s and you enjoying red wine and me thinking, oh my gosh, she's so cool and such an adult. So no, I just, I just knew, I just knew what it. I liked. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew that I liked a dry red wine and I just <laughs> stuck to it. <laughs> through I love it. I like, it's the same as I'm always like in awe of you drinking whiskey. We were talking about drinking whiskey the other day and Alex is like, I can imagine Helly enjoys drinking whiskey. I was like, yeah, she does. And it's just, she's just cool like that. He went, yeah, she is. <laughs> I don't know if it's cool, but it is a big motivating factor in me buying it for my dad every Christmas because then I have an excuse to try the whiskeys that I've bought him. <laughs> I think I, I think as I've got older, maybe I would enjoy whiskey more, but I don't even know where to start. I think my gran would love it if I would share a whiskey with her. Maybe I should start drinking whiskey for my gran. <laughs> cold. I have it very cold to start with. I think that was the first time I ever had it, like ice cold. But um, this has gone into a very odd conversation. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. When we're when this goes out, I'll be back from New York. But I'm currently pre-going to New York. And I'm, I can't even believe I'm saying the words, I'm going to New York. Like, it's really hard for me not to get giddy. Um, like, the grin on my face right now is insane. It's um, so exciting. It's the first time I'm going to it's the first time I'm going to America, actually. Obviously, I went to North America earlier this year. And I think that's also why this is blowing my mind, is that this was all very spontaneous. Um, so the fact that I could even travel once this year, let alone all the travel I've done, let alone go to North America twice, my mind is blown. Um, but I'm just in that kind of place where, you know, it's like a few days before you go. So you've started packing because you want to be organized and get ahead. But also you still like need your deodorant. So you're kind of in limbo between being packed and not being packed. So and you're really excited and you really want to get everything ready. But at the same time, you're like, I, I literally can't pack the belongings I need. So I actually hate that so much. I hate that I stage. I hate I find it a really stressful stage, but I'm very excited. And I think the excitement I have for New York is overriding the stress I'm finding right now. Also, I looked it up and I found out that Elf. And my favourite national lampoons are on the plane. So I think I'm going to watch those on my way out. It's exciting. Will they have snow in November? Right. So I don't think they're going to have snow. It's going to be very cold. Like this past week, the arse has dropped out the temperature there. Like it was in like the high teens, early 20s. It's now like minus two. Um, which I don't I don't mind because I feel like we can bundle up warm and we assumed it would be really cold when we went there. So it's kind of like we're prepared for it um mm-hmm. but the tree has gone up at rockefeller center Saks fifth avenue have covered all their windows because they're getting their christmas display ready radio city have their christmas tree up we hadn't anticipated anything christmasy because it was pre-thanksgiving so we're like crazy excited now like the fact that it's going to feel festive in new york i just can't put into words really yeah all it all just bleeds into one in the u.s like once halloween is done all the Christmas stuff was there in Florida when we left. Like it's just like two months of solid holid, holid holiday festivities. That is going to be amazing. 
And also, really it's think... in a city, so you can duck in and out of like attractions and exactly. restaurants. And, like, if it is a bit chilly, this is a thing. And the one day it's slightly warmer, it's overcast. So I'm like, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Like, it'll be crisp and sunny or overcast. And we also said, like, you're still in New York, regardless of the weather. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of places we want to go. We're only there a couple of days. Um, I'm desperate to get some pumpkin pie. Yes. I'm going to get some pumpkin pie. going to make bagels. Oh, God. But yeah, so Very next exciting. episode, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear about it. Ooh, so excited. Anyway, anyway, recommendations for this week. Do you want to share what yours is? I feel like mine is weirdly fitting with you just talking about New York, even though this is quite a niche recommendation. But I discovered on Spotify um, a little bit before we went to the States, a playlist called Coffee Shop Vibes. (gasps) And it's actually listed as a podcast. Each episode is like eight hours long. And it's basically just ambient noise of a cozy cafe. And the first one I found was Rainy New York City Coffee Shop Ambience with Jazz. They have a bunch of others, like the Chicago Coffee Shop one is with a crackling fireplace. They've got a Seattle one. They've got a Japanese coffee shop, Turkish coffee shop. There's also a train cafe. So you've got like the rumbling of trains and like the distant like train horn tooting. And I've always found like train horns, like train sounds quite soothing. Anyway... I was using it to fall asleep before our trip. And then on our trip, because I was really nervous about flying again after such a long time, I basically sat and played these eight-hour soundtracks for the entire long flight that we did. And it so it just drowned out the sound of the plane and it made me so much less anxious. And then since we've been home, I just have it playing in the background while I'm working and it's so cozy. I just, I feel like it's such a simple thing and it has brought me so much like calm and peace. I can't even describe to you. We are the same person and I'm so here for it because my favorite thing to do at the moment is I haven't, so I haven't listened to this playlist. I've only found like playlists of songs and there's a few on YouTube I use, but then after an hour you get an ad for like an Amazon fire stick or dominoes and it really ruins the vibe. So this is like, I I need this playlist, but it is so cozy, especially at this time of year. Like if I'm working from home as well, I don't love to sit in complete silence. I struggle to concentrate if there's music on or TV on in the background. So this sort of thing just like, I don't know, it makes it feel cozy. It's quite nice if you're like doing cleaning and random jobs as well and you're mm-hmm. tired from a full day. And when, it's so funny you say about flying because when we flew back from Canada, I literally, I it was a night flight and I knew I needed to sleep and I felt quite stressed getting on the plane. So I plugged in my headphones, I listened to it the whole way back. So even when I woke up, I had this really nice, gentle, ambient noise of like, it was just quite reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of turbulence and like usually the, the sound of it, like the kind of when the plane drops and then if when if things are rattling, that really stresses me out. I just had the volume up full, closed my eyes. I couldn't, obviously I could still feel the turbulence, but I couldn't hear all the noises mm-hmm. and I just found it chilled me out so much more. Um yeah even just having on in the background it's really nice it's called coffee shop vibes and there's honestly so so many different sounds you can choose from like more than what i've just described so yeah recommend it for the cozy vibes and also the relaxing feeling as well um, i'm literally looking that up right now because i don't <laughs> know coffee shop 
vibes. Oh my god, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Cozy mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, they do a lot of theme ones as well. I've noticed more theme ones the last couple of months. Winter coffee. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. 1920s Italian coffee shop. I love that they're like they're very niche. <laughs> no, I love it. Grabbing a tra- grabbing a coffee on a train to Istanbul. Love it. Right. Ooh. This will be subscribed to. I'm following it. And this is all I'm going to listen to from here on out for all the coziness. Amazing. What's your recommendation? I've got a podcast too. And it is, I mean, this is a very well-known podcast, but I've only just started listening to it. It's the Nearly Weds podcast. Have you listened to it? I've actually not. I know about it, but I've not. I've, I've never listened to it. So I remember when it launched, it's with Sophie Habu and Jamie Lang. I just found out recently it's not Jamie Lang. I li- found that by listening to the podcast. Um, there's a whole <laughs> funny story about Sophie not being able to pronounce his name in it. Um, and the, when it launched, I remember the advert being absolutely brilliant. And I remember sending it to you and saying how this is an excellent yes! piece of thing. Yes, right? I remember this. If I can find the ad, I'll link it somewhere because it's just brilliant like so so good um and then for some reason I just never listened to it and I kept seeing snippets of it on maybe TikTok or Reels one of the two and I was driving I had quite a long drive the other day and I thought oh I'll I'll put this on just to keep me company honestly it like makes me hurt from laughing um essentially the two of them are getting married they've been friends for years they got engaged they're getting married and they wanted to document the process of like being nearly wedded um hence the title and they go through everything so like the first there's 30 or something episodes the first few are like very structured like getting a venue the guest list and stuff like that as you get through them more and more it's like they found their feet a bit more so they're slightly more casual but they get guests on occasionally to like talk through things like one of their friends is a wedding planner and then they have um Oti Mabusi from Strictly talk about dancing at weddings and all of those sorts of things. And it's so funny. And it's just so, I imagine if you're getting married, it would be quite com- like comforting to listen to because it's just very real. Like they talk mm-hmm. about how they, when they'd like gone, they'd flown to Seville for 24 hours to look at these venues and it was horrific. And the stories they tell, I was like howling. But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, this is horrific. I imagine it's very comforting if you're in the midst of wedding planning and a bit stressed um, because it's like you, they kind of make not light of it, but they just is reassuring to her. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely I 100% need to listen to that because I remember as soon as you said that, I remember you sending me the advert for it and it the advert itself was so, so funny. So, yeah. OK, I'm going to have to get like, the same. I just it wasn't even on my radar. I don't know how I then just missed it because I feel no, like that's something I, that would get recommended to me yeah exactly and I completely forgot and I always get um I listen to my therapist ghosted me which is another I recommended yes. it before but oh my god I love that, so that good. every week I'm like crying laughing at it I can't recommend that podcast yeah. enough um and so I always kind of like it's never come up for me, but in my head it should because obviously Spencer and Vogue Spencer, have a podcast. Yeah. Spencer is part of that whole like Made in Chelsea crew and Jamie Lang has another podcast called Private Parts, which I've never listened to, but also like always pops up in random places. So I might give that a listen because that's meant to be hilarious too. But the episodes are quite short, which I like. And yeah, really cracking one for 
if you need cheering up or you need a laugh it's brilliant also there's a load of cracking poo stories because sophie has ibs <laughs> oh my god i'm there 100 <laughs> percent. gonna binge them all this week <laughs> it's so good the one the night before they go to spain I literally like I was laughing so much because I was just like this is this is us (laughs) oh my god okay I need to find that specific episode and just listen to that it's like episode three or something and I was just like yeah I can imagine this happening (laughs) like the conversation they have I'm like "Mm -hmm, yeah (laughs) okay I'm gonna listen to that for sure (laughs) I don't think you've ever really mentioned on this podcast how much we love a good poo story, which is hilarious. But yeah, we, I think the weird thing is we occasionally gloss over something like that. And then I realize people listening to this who have perhaps just popped in or have only listened to a couple of episodes might think that that's really weird. But we just yeah. genuinely have the worst toilet humor and we'll send each other like hilarious poo videos and stuff. Um, I didn't I didn't actually realize that this was. Because I think because I'm friends with you and the rest of our friendship group are like this, I didn't, and like I grew up with toilet humor, like the Hales family love a poo story. Like I still think one of the best poo scenes ever in existence is the part in Sea Spot Run where he takes the dog out at, at nighttime. Like if you've not watched that, what are you doing with your life? Um, and when we went to Canada earlier in this year, Alex and my cousins bonded over a love of poo stories. <laughs> My favourite's the poo scene in Bridesmaids where they've all got food poisoning. No, it doesn't do it for me. Really? That absolutely kills me. And also the scene in White Chicks as well where he's he's dairy intolerant and he he eats the the cheese tart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I I think it's... I only realise it's not necessarily normal because I have another friend who absolutely cannot discuss anything like body body fluid related and then I remember that it's not entirely normal so if you are listening to this I'm really grossed out I apologize I just love a great piece I have a friend who to a point won't even say the word so like we have a code emoji for it and not the poo emoji because that's too much um but she's always like you're the only person I can talk to about this stuff and I'm like I'll talk to a stranger in the street about it like I think it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) my god can you imagine if people I work with listen to this yeah i'm just thinking about all the people i know in real life but don't know that about me hi everyone enjoy it's so funny it's just so funny i also think if you have any sort of ibs related thing you have to find these things funny because otherwise like otherwise you'll just find your life so stressful but anyway moving on from poo that took a turn um (laughs) should we discuss this week's actual topic yes please (laughs) We're just going to see in the analytics a huge drop off around this point of listening. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, oh. this week's topic, we want to talk about protecting your energy, which I know some, it might sound a bit woo woo and a bit out there, but bear with us because if you, like us, are on a constant mission to be a bit more positive, approach life with a positive, grateful, abundant mindset you're likely to encounter people who do not quite align with that. Maybe they're a bit of a negative Nancy and we just want positive pollies around. But it can be quite difficult when you're faced with those people to keep that positivity and almost protect your own energy because 
as human beings, we kind of have a tendency to err towards the negative. So if you're around it a lot, it can very slowly start to seep into you and affect your mood. So you want to chat about how do you maintain that kind of air of positivity and also like all it almost put that barrier up around you to protect yourself and not take on everyone else's emotions and feelings in a situation. Mm-hmm. I think definitely, I feel like a lot of people will think, oh, this topic's a bit, Ugh. but we have all, like we've all had that feeling, right? When you've spent hours with someone and you just feel so drained by them, like oh. you just you leave and you just feel so sapped of energy or someone in a meeting who's just really negative or talks or like talks over you all the time and you just leave the situation feeling eh, like awful mm. and that's exactly what we're talking about that there are those people who that that's just the way that the way that they are and I'm not we're not here to talk about those people or whether they should change or what they should do differently this is more about what we can do from your own Mm. personal perspective what you can do to recognize those people who are giving you that negative feeling and kind of consciously prepare for it and protect your energy a bit more so you don't feel as influenced by those people in your life because I mean it'd be easy to just sit here and say oh you just cut them out oh that's not realistic like they're probably people you work with they might be family members like people you have to interact with every day and I think more coming at it from the perspective of awareness and what you can do to counteractive counteract it is more beneficial. Yeah, like there's definitely going to be circumstances where you can limit your contact with people. Like, oh yeah, if it's a work colleague, maybe you kind of go in with a shorter agenda, or you have a shorter meeting, or you kind of don't go and make a coffee with them every morning or whatever it is. And, you know, if it's a family member, maybe you try to only see them in larger family groups so it's less intense and there's not as much one-on-one contact. Like there's definitely things you can do, but I think ultimately the responsibility sits with us as individuals to manage our own reactions and protect our own energy. Mm-hmm. Definitely understandable when we're in situations and we are influenced by others and we've all been like we've all been in a meeting and we've left and we've just been like oh for fuck's sake like really like Jesus that was tough but I think there's in that crucial moment where you can either stay stuck in the mud of that moment and carry that feeling around with you all day or like maybe a watered down version of that feeling or you can go look that's happened how do I kind of take some time take just rebuild myself a little bit and get back to my like the vibe, the frequency that I want to vibrate at type thing. Yeah, because that's more of where your choice lies, right? Like you have more, we've, we say it so much, but you can't control other people. You can't control that situation, but you can control how you respond to it. And I think there are certain things that you can do or put in place or kind of awareness and mindset that you can adopt to limit that impact that someone has on your energy or or your vibration yeah a hundred percent because it can be as simple as like if you're if you have to go to a family event and spend time with them like making sure that in the car home or when you get home just like taking that time to just be quiet and I sometimes I think this is like quite a fine balance to strike because you don't want to absolve someone from being a dickhead to be quite frank But there is, I think, a point of going, okay, maybe they're 
maybe their interpretation is different and almost showing a little bit of compassion to why they might have behaved in that way so that you can reconcile it and then you go okay cool but that's not going to be that's not my responsibility to take on it's not my responsibility if person a hates person b or if person c doesn't agree with the approach that their manager has taken or you know that person in the post office was annoyed because someone else shouted at them like that that's not your responsibility to take on and fix but I do think having a little bit of it it reminds you it's not about you I think that's what's really important is when you're confronted with someone else's negativity it can be very easy especially if you're a people pleaser to think oh my god it's me I've done something wrong it's got to be me and make it almost about you but actually if you can take a step back and go I don't know what their problem was but not my circus, not my monkeys. It's fine. Let's move on. Let's control what we can control. And that's our own approach and our own mood. Yeah. Cause if, I mean, that's not your responsibility, but if you keep letting those people in and if you keep allowing it and you feel that ick every single time, but it, like, it is on you to kind of do the work there. And I mean, we yeah. all, like, we all know those people. There's always yeah. those people that love to complain about nothing like that's the most frustrating part that I find but the people who walk you're like how are you and they're like oh this awful thing happened and it's not actually something that's awful it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves and I used to just always think god is this is this me like do I bring this conversation mm-hmm. in every time is this like an impact I have and I realize now that this is just some people prefer to come from a place of negativity and that's not my fault however I need to be responsible for not letting it affect me and either bringing some positivity to that conversation or just quietly removing myself from it because it's just not helpful to me at all maybe controversial I think we do invite it sometimes unknowingly but I think as people who will very happily listen to others I find that I this sounds a bit um egotistical I don't mean it to at all but I find often people will very quickly be very open with me and tell me a lot of details about their lives and I try to see that as a positive because people must feel comfortable around me or something but I also think if you're quite a positive person people almost want to unload on you because they think your positivity will fix them and also like misery loves company either consciously or subconsciously Mm -hmm. and so I try to see that as like, oh, isn't it amazing that people feel they can say this stuff to me? Doesn't mean I have to carry it. But we were talking earlier about like an analogy for this and saying like, you know, if you if you have your house and it's nice and tidy and you're happy in it and you keep inviting, you, you invite someone over and they come in in their muddy shoes and they knock over all of the books on your bookshelf, they traipse mud through your house, they leave a load of dirty cups everywhere. That's not your fault. And But it is your responsibility to clear it up. Right or wrong, it's your responsibility. However, if you then invite that person to your house again and again and again, and they keep trailing through mud and knocking over glasses and smashing your belongings, you have a responsibility to not open that door. And the same goes for like a positive mindset. If someone's coming in and entering your space and your energy and disrupting it constantly... Yeah, it might not be your fault that it's being disrupted, but it sure as hell is your responsibility to put everything back in place and then try to draw some sort of boundaries. And it probably won't look like removing someone from your life or saying, I'm not going into meetings with that person. 
it might be more something you personally do to kind of take a step back and get out of the fishbowl as it were but it is it's something you do need to do because you wouldn't invite someone over all the time who was trashing your house so why are you letting them come in and trash your vibe and I think that's actually a really good point about like practical things that you can do in terms of like protecting your energy a bit more because yes you might not be able to cut someone off completely or stop interacting with them at work or whatever but I think you can create a kind of quote-unquote like safe space yeah which is like your energy area so whether that is like a really nice positive desk space that you have at work that's like decorated how you like or if it's a really like calming and decluttered home or even like a moving desks and sitting somewhere physically distanced from person or people that make you feel that way and the same goes for social media Mm -hmm. as well taking a break from social media creating that safe safe space because that is your responsibility to protect to protect your energy and those are only things that you can put in place the same goes for for boundaries as well those are things that you need to put into place and that you need to enforce once you have that awareness of the line that you need to draw basically I think the awareness is a key thing there actually because I think when someone for lack of a better word triggers you in that way I think it's really important at some point to ask yourself why that why you take on their energy like that why is it that you absorb that frustration or that anger and question yourself on it because it's you know it's still an emotion you're feeling and we can control our emotions and our thoughts I will say it again I've said it before go and read Jacqueline Hurst's book it's game-changing um and so I think when you find those people who really frustrate you it's always worth reflecting on it and asking yourself the question and I've found personally that when I've done that in the past, it then makes it easier to draw the boundary in the future because you kind of know what the root cause of it is. It's like pulling out the root of the weed. You're not just like laying down, God, we're analogy central today, aren't we? But you're not just like <laughs> building a fence to prevent a weed. You're actually pulling out the weed so it doesn't grow back and you go, okay, mm. cool. It's like, oh, maybe that person complaining about really unimportant things frustrates you because you you know you've worked really hard to ensure those things don't affect you and you struggle to see someone who is making a situation worse than themselves and not taking ownership because you're someone who does like to take ownership like it doesn't always have to be really deep and complicated sometimes it is maybe it's that you're a people pleaser and you want to match the energy in the room whatever it is I think it's important to ask those questions because then it once you know the answer as to why it's far easier to protect yourself I think if you are looking for the answer to those questions and trying to understand that a little bit more I think it works well to look at the other end of the spectrum like the people that when you're surrounded by them you feel uplifted and you have an affinity Mm -hmm. with them and you feel really empowered by them and you just have a more positive energy and then I think it's easier to see what is lacking in those other situations where you just feel drained of energy because it it does go both ways if you surround yourself with meaningful positive people who have a more positive energy obviously that feeling is going to rub off on you again we've as much as we've all experienced that draining feeling with some people we've all experienced that kind of you just vibe with some people you have an affinity with some people and you can't put your finger on it but if you really sit with that and try and understand 
what it is about those people that really gels with you and really vibes with you helps you realize what's possibly missing or what's not quite not quite sitting right with you with people who are maybe draining your energy and that helps you learn what you need to do to protect it a bit more yeah. like it all comes back to that kind of your the vibe like the higher frequency vibrations and we can we can control our positive emotions i'm not saying it's always easy and i'm not saying it's something that's possible all day every day but in terms of like general outlook like even research shows that if you have a more positive outlook in life you're going to live a longer life a happier life mm. healthier life and that all ties into protecting your energy and yeah i guess if you don't want to look at it as protecting your energy it's it's protecting your mental well-being as well yeah that's what it is at the end of the day it's protecting your mental well-being like i think we've all we've all been in those the way i think of it is like the people who you want to be around are the people who if you're at work and I don't know, you've got like a group project or you've got one of those really cringy away days where you have to get into like, you have to build a statue out of spaghetti and marshmallows or something insane like that. And you're like, right, okay. And then you find out you're on a table with them or you're in a team with them and you go, oh, cool, nice. Because mm-hmm. whatever the reason is, there's something, maybe you can't even really put your finger on it, but you're like, oh yeah, I, I know it will be better because I'm with you. And I think there's two sides of it. One, I want to be that person, not because I want to be liked, although I do have a necessity to be liked, but because I think that makes me feel so good when I'm around people like that. I want other people to feel that good when they're around me. Mm-hmm. And look out for those behaviors and emulate those behaviors. Like there's no harm in saying, okay, what would like what would that person do? Like I have a friend who is so positive. And when something goes wrong, I do find myself saying, okay, but what would she tell you to do in this situation? And she would always approach it with compassion for me. But sometimes it'd be like, get up and move on. And sometimes it'd be like, okay, but it could be worse. And there's nothing wrong with questioning that. And I think that's a really helpful way sometimes to learn how to build those boundaries. Like how would that other person approach this? Because they seem to do a really good job at it. It's like learn from experience. Yeah. And I mean, humans learn from each other. And I think that's a great way of not just protecting your energy, but building like to the higher higher frequency vibrations and getting better at having that kind of more consistently positive outlook. I mean, you can say meditate and visualize and do affirmations and breathing exercises and all of these things. And yes, they can all help. And if they work for you, absolutely. I think you should, you could be trying them when it comes to this, but also having that person to, I guess, look up to in terms of how would they respond to a situation, not only gives you that moment of pause to really consider is the way I'm responding the way I would, the way I would want to respond if I look back on this scenario but is it also is it also a vote for the kind of person that I want to be like yeah I always think that's a really important thing like if I'm really angry or really frustrated or really upset by something is my response a vote for the kind of person I want other people to see me as and often that makes me kind of pause for thought I'm like okay is there a different way I could respond to this or approach this or be more positive about this. I think that's so empowering as well, because and this is the biggest thing I've learned this year. If you want to be 
a certain type of person, you have to show up as that sort of person. If you mm-hmm. want to be the sort of person who faces adversity with a more positive mindset, you've then, when you face adversity, no matter what it is, you've got to approach it with a more positive mindset. You're not going to wake up one morning and be the most positive poly on the planet unless in these circumstances where you're having to stay positive around negative people, you maintain your positivity and you question why you're onboarding that negativity. Like mm-hmm. you've got to show up as them to be them. Um, and I think if if you found this conversation quite helpful or interesting, I would really recommend Vex King's book, Good Vibes, Good Life. I know like the whole good vibes thing sometimes gets a bad rap, but I think once you look into it and you start to understand it, to me anyway, I got a real like, why wouldn't I be trying to push for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I really love the perspective in that book and I definitely recommend yeah giving it a read if this conversation was interesting for you we hope you have enjoyed this of course we want to hear your thoughts as well how do you protect your energy how do you maintain a positive mindset when maybe life is handing you a bit of a curveball please get in touch below and let us know we will be back next week with another episode but in the meantime stay safe and we will speak to you soon bye Bye.